Do you have any hobbies? I collect spores, molds, and fungus. I bet you like to read a lot, too. Print is dead. Are you troubled by strange noises in the middle of the night? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Go Ghostbusters. We're ready. What's going on, ghost heads? Welcome to episode four of Print is Dead, a Ghostbusters podcast. I am, as always, your ghost host with the most, Mr. Ecto Crank. Much love to everybody who tuned in to last month's show, and a special shout-out to my dude James of Ministers of Grace for coming on. And again, huge shout-out to Jordan Monsell as well for making Ministers of Grace a thing so that I could love that, enjoy that, so I could meet James, and then we could get together on this show and talk about all things Ministers. So shout-out to Jordan Monsell as well. It's awesome. And much love to everybody who tuned into that show and everyone who is here with me this month. Later on, I'm going to be talking to a real firecracker in this community. I'm talking Headcase of Station 580. I love these guys. I love everything about this group. And Headcase, he's the founder and the driving force behind that guy, behind that group. He is such a good dude. It's a really fun interview. Can't wait for you to hear that one later on in the show. As always, I'm also bringing you a stack of community news. It's December, it's the holiday seasons, it's a busy period for Ghostbusters groups. Lots happening, lots to talk about. Going to get into that later on. I've also got some merch recommendations for the holiday season. I thought about going through the stores and checking out different discounts and sales and things like that. But given this time of year, every five minutes something's on sale, something's discounted, something's moving around. So it just it felt like a better idea was instead of saying, this is cheap this month, this is on sale this month, I'm going to point out a handful of creators within the community who sell Ghostbusters merch, Ghostbusters props, gives them a shout out and ask people to send their business their way this Christmas. I think that's the best thing to do rather than hitting up the revolving door of sales at this time of year. That's all coming up later on the show, but before we go any further, I need to send out a rest in peace to Kimberly Heron. Ghost heads will know her as the dream ghost from Ray's infamous, I say that with a smile, infamous dream scene from the original Ghostbusters movie. She died recently. It's sad when anybody goes, but it's a little bit more sad when somebody from the Ghostbusters family passes, and especially this close to the holidays as well. I send out commiserations to her whole family and love and support to them. That's, that's awful. I'll be completely honest, I don't know a great deal about Kimberly's life and career outside of Ghostbusters, other than she was in the ZZ Top music video for the song Legs. So check that out. If you've not seen her in anything else other than Ghostbusters, just take a minute, check her out, and listen to some ZZ Top. If you want to show support, her family have asked that you make donations to the American Cancer Society in her name. So if you want to send out some support this Christmas and, and honour Kimberly, that's the way to do it. Rest in peace, Kimberly Heron, died age 65. This is Jennifer Runyon, and you're listening to Print is Dead. Let's jump into that community news. And before we get into the happenings and what's going on, I've got a couple of congratulations to throw out. First up, I want to say huge congrats to the 313 Ghostbusters recently celebrating their fifth anniversary as a franchise. i got nothing but love for the 313. They've been nothing but kind to me from the moment they joined the community. They're just such a cool group. I love their logo. I love their whole aesthetic. I love their, their ethos. They're always out in their community, always out and about doing, doing good and just sharing the love. I mean, they're over in America, I'm here in the UK, they've sent me a couple care packages over the years and I can only imagine I am one of many people that they take care of in this community. So much love, much congrats to the 313 Ghostbusters and if you're a Detroit native, I'd highly recommend getting out and meeting these guys in person the next time they do an event. Check them out online at 313Ghostbusters. A second round of congratulations goes out to Eric and the Moogly Fan Club for raising almost $1,000 
for the Ronald McDonald House through his charity raffle. Over 200 items went into that raffle, donated by creatives and stores all around the community, uh, including myself. Shouts to everyone who contributed to this, whether you contributed merch or whether you bought a raffle ticket, raising almost $1,000 for charity is amazing. And it's an honor to have contributed in some teeny tiny minuscule way to that impressive total. So congrats to Eric, and he does this every year, and I'm hoping we're going to top 1,000 next year. That's awesome. Congrats, man. Now on the subject of fundraising, it's almost Christmas, it's the holiday season. A lot of groups out there doing a lot of good right now, including my friends over at the North East Ghostbusters who are back with their annual Christmas toy drive, raising money to buy toys and games for underprivileged children. 2022 marks their third year running this campaign, and as always, they need your help. You can donate directly via their GoFundMe, or you can pick up one of two awesome Spirit of Christmas Ghostbusters-inspired t-shirts that they have up for sale right now on their Tee Public store. Just search Northeast Ghostbusters on social media for more information. Good luck, lads. I know you've got to knock it out of the park this year like you did last year and the year before that. Hi, everybody. This is Madeline Stance, a.k.a. Ghostbustin84 on TikTok and on Instagram. Ghostbusters cosplayer and lifelong fan. Just wanting to send everybody the happiest holiday wishes. And no matter what you celebrate, remember what Lewis Tully said. Stay fit, keep sharp, and make good decisions this holiday season. Heading over to Chile now, you can meet Ghostbusters Santiago and Protonicus Chile. What a name, that's really cool. You can meet both groups at Megacon in Chile this December 3rd and 4th. The two franchises are teaming up to bring you a whole host of props, photo opportunities, a full Ghostbusters office setup. I've got no more information on that, but I already want to go just from the sound of that. I want to be able to walk into a Ghostbusters office. And the whole thing is being done in honor of Timon Petit a community project that offers housing for vulnerable children aged 0 to 3. There doesn't get much more awesome a cause to be raising for than that. Safe housing for children 3 years and under. So definitely check that out if you live in Chile or near Chile. Definitely get out to Megacon 2022 and meet these two groups. Heading stateside now and another Ghostbuster group team up. Love this time of year when Ghostbuster groups pull their resources, come together to do some good. It's really awesome to see. This time it's the Columbus Ghostbusters and the Cincinnati Ghostbusters teaming up at GalaxyCon in Columbus this December 2nd to the 4th, raising money for Make-A-Wish. Best of luck to all of those guys. If you are down there, you can get to GalaxyCon, check them out, meet them. Good group of people. Get some photos, check out their awesome setup. Columbus Ghostbusters, Cincinnati Ghostbusters. Up next, we've got the awesome folk at Arizona Ghostbusters. I love these guys and gals. They're going to be down at the Sour Apple Gallery on Sunday, December 3rd. So if you're listening to this on day of release, that's this coming Saturday, December 3rd, taking donations for Arizona Helping Hands. Nothing but good things to say about the AZ Ghostbusters. They have been nothing but good to me. Made me feel like family from day one of joining this community. And never more so than when I got to hang out with them in person in 2019. Uh, fan fest uh, such a good group and they're always doing really good things in their community so shout out to the arizona ghostbusters if you can get down to the sour apple gallery on saturday december 5th take an arm full of toys and help out the arizona ghostbusters oh and huge congrats this happened a few weeks ago but huge congrats to chris and tiffany members of the arizona ghostbusters who recently announced their engagement they're such awesome people they're such an awesome couple it's amazing to see them getting married congrats to you both also stateside, the Steel City Ghostbusters are going to be at Home Goods in Robinson Town Centre on December 1st. And that's today, if you're listening on day of release, December 1st, today from 7.30pm tonight. Steel City Ghostbusters, Home Goods in Robinson Town Centre for KISS 96.1's Stuff the Bus Toy Drive. They are filling a school bus with toys. So if you want to donate, take an armful, take a truck full of toys, head on down there and help out the Steel City Ghostbusters. That one happens tonight, 7.30 to 8.30, Steel City Ghostbusters will be there. Go check them out and let's help some needy kids. 
Last but by no means least, my dudes, the Sussex Ghostbusters here in the UK will be at the So This Is Christmas Fair at Worthing Carmendine on Sunday, December 4th, raising money for the St. Barnabas House Hospice. Love the Sussex GB, one of the first UK groups I met when joining the community. Nothing but nice, super friendly. They just released pins, actually. You can check out their social media accounts. They've just released a couple of Sussex GB pins of their awesome logo. But get out and meet them in person this Sunday, December 4th, for the So This Is Christmas Fair at Worthing Carmody. Raising money for a hospice. What more do you need to know? Awesome people doing awesome things for awesome causes. That's what all the news has been this month. I love the festive time of year because it really brings people together. All the Ghostbusters groups really step their game up at the holiday season. Just lots of awesome groups doing lots of awesome things. And as always, what I've mentioned on the show is just a drop in the ocean. Check out your local listings. Check out your local town, city. If you don't have a group operating in the town that you live in, there'll be one in the next town over, guaranteed. Shouts to all the Ghostbuster groups doing really good things this holiday season. You guys are awesome and you make this community what it is. Such a fun place, such an awesome place to be in. Thousands, tens of if not hundreds of thousands will be raised for deserving causes this Christmas because of you, the Ghostbuster fans. You people are awesome. I love each and every one of you. Merch news up next. Hey, Crank and all you ghost heads out there. This is Austin from Ecto-1GB. I just wanted to say I hope you all have an amazing Christmas in whichever corner of this crazy globe you are in. I hope you keep them spirits high well into the new year, and I'll see you all on the other side. Cheers, everyone. So as I mentioned at the top of the show, I was going to go down my usual route for merch this month and find you the best deals and sales on the internet right now. But to be perfectly honest, between the never-ending Black Friday, the upcoming Christmas sales, and the inevitable two-week early January sales, it just seems pointless to bring you any kind of that sort of information because the moment I give you something, the news is almost certainly going to be outdated by the time you get to this, unless you listen on day of release. So instead, I thought I'd pivot around and shine a spotlight on some of the creatives in this community. It's no secret that we are dealing with a cost of living crisis here in the UK, so shouting out some UK-based artists and contributors. I've got some US ones in there as well, but predominantly UK-based artists and creatives. If you're going to throw some money somewhere on Ghostbusters stuff this year, throw it in the direction of these people, because, and I'll include myself in this, we get hit on both ends from this sort of thing, because these people are struggling financially because of everything going on in the UK, just as everyone else is. But when you struggle for money, the first thing you stop buying are treats and like trinkets, collectibles, figures, things like that. And if that's what these people sell, this is how they make their money. They find themselves in a situation where their bills are going up and their takings are going down. I'm not trying to guilt anybody into buying off of these people, but I'm saying you're going to buy Christmas presents this year for the people in your life who love Ghostbusters. So instead of giving that money to Big Chain, who've got more than enough money, turn your focus to the Ghostbusters community, to your friends and peers in the Ghostbusters community. Celebrate the independent creators because at this time of year and with these sorts of things going on in the world it's the independent businesses who need the most help and to be perfectly honest it's certainly from this list i'm going to give you these people are making stuff that's far far better than anything that's got an official license tag next to it so let's jump into this list up first we've got proton props i recently bought a ribbon cable from proton props the gb1 ribbon cable is the one thing missing off my proton pack i've been after it for ages we're trying to find one is is anybody who's trying to build a proton pack will know they are like gold dust so when Proton Props released theirs, I jumped on it as soon as I humanly could. And it's amazing quality. 
really is such good quality and it really just is like the icing the cherry the whole everything on top of the cake just to make my proton pack just a little bit nicer and the worksmanship is really good and i got a free patch as well like that free patch is awesome anyone who collects patches like buy something from them so you can get free patches nothing else like, it's just a really good shop really good seller really high quality merch which is very very cool protonpropsuk.com check him out Sticking with the UK-based prop creators, we've got Epic Props. Dude's logo was created by Richie Crypt, Essex Ghostbuster member, founder, and artist extraordinaire who will feature on this list a little bit later on. But Epic Props, again, just more high-quality Ghostbusters props right here in the UK. It's really awesome to see. There was a time when building a proton pack in this country that you were importing everything, and if you couldn't import it, you were fabricating it yourself because it just wasn't available. And now you can buy kits, proton pack kits, trap kits, PKE kits, from people in this country it's just amazing and epic props is one of those people he does everything from props accessories and also he's got some really awesome mini puffed decorations he did halloween mini puffs where there's like a mini puffed inside a pumpkin and he's done mini puff christmas decorations as well perfectly this time of year check him out online epic-props.co.uk pick up a mini puff christmas decoration pick up a dozen mini puff christmas decorations i want to see christmas trees covered in mini puffs we've not seen that yet i thought that people would be all over that this year covering their trees in mini puffs but i've yet to see a tree completely covered with them yet so head on over to epic props and get his christmas themed mini puffs and deck out that tree my third and final UK prop maker, he needs no introduction. He's been in this community for a long time. I'm talking Ben Kent. I've got to shout out my dude, Ben Kent, if we're going to be doing UK-based creators and we're going to be doing UK-based prop creators, certainly. I can speak from experience. Ben's products are top of the line and his customer service is even better. So if you need something and you can't get it from any of the others, head on over to Ben Kent. Benofkentprops.etsy.com. Dude will sort you out. Guaranteed. Moving on to some artists and creators, you know, even though I had him on episode one, you know i got to come back and shout out my dude, Richie Crypt, one of the most talented artists out there, one of the most talented creators I've ever known, I've ever met. I am frequently in awe of the things that Rich creates. The man is a legend in the Ghostbusters community. The term pillar gets thrown around too much, but Rich Crypt is a pillar of this community. I've got nothing but love for Rich. Check him out on Etsy, richiecrypt.etsy.com. He can pick up art prints, a whole host of stickers. Man's rivaling me for the amount of stickers he's got in his store. Check, check those out. It's really cool art prints as well. It's a really gnarly Vigo art print that he's got in his store. He also takes commissions. He can draw you, your wife, your mother, your father, your sister, your daughter, your brother, your uncle, aunt, even your dog or cat as a Ghostbuster. Hit him up on Instagram at Richie Crypt. And if you want to support his Ghostbusters comic, Something Strange, it's an awesome read. It's really, really good. You can support Something Strange over on his Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Richie Crypt. All love, man. I hope you're listening, Rich. All love to you, man. I hope you have a good Christmas and a happy new year. Hey there, cool cats and hip kittens. I'm your boy Catfish from Cat Blues Radio Hour in Long Beach, California. Merry Christmas and happy holidays to all the ghost heads and big shout outs to our good friend Ecto Crank. Heading to Stateside for a minute, another awesome creator in this community, Baducci Studios. You'll know him, even if you don't know him, by his art style. He's done so many logos and graphics for this community that he's got a very distinct style. And once you've seen one of his logos, you'll recognize his work all over the community. He is deep in the community for creating commissions and things. If you want a logo, again, if you want him to draw you, much like Rich, if you want commissions, you want logos, you want graphic design, check him out online, Baducci Studios on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. That's B-A-D-O-O-C-H-I Studios. 
Oh, and also check out Phantasm Toys, which is his collaboration product with Tony Taylor Toys. They're the ones putting out all those awesome, they look like the real Ghostbusters companion ghosts, that sort of stuff. They're like, I'm pretty sure it's resin in a wide variety of awesome colors and the work on them is so good like the designs are amazing and it translates to the way they're creating them and they just look really really good including a slimer which i think they've just they've just dropped or are gearing up to drop i'm pretty sure it's out already but their slimer is probably the best sculpt of a slimer we've ever seen now that's a bold statement because there have been a lot of slimers released but in terms of a slimer action figure for your collection from what i've seen of the pictures theirs is cut and above everything else it is up there with my personal favorite which is the necker slimer from back in the early 2000s and that has been my my number one favorite slimer figure of all time since that dropped and it's up there with that in terms of the quality of this product and in terms of the look it is more accurate to slimer than the necker one so definitely check them out phantasm toys tony taylor toys Baducci studios a pair of awesome creatives doing some really awesome work my next one, he's not necessarily a creator, but he does have a whole host of awesome Ghostbusters merch that he sells. I'm talking Art of RGB. Dude has built what's got to be the biggest collection of Ghostbusters animation cells, production artwork. If, you, if it was involved in the making of the real Ghostbusters, he has probably got it or had it at some point in time. And he's so knowledgeable about all things real Ghostbusters. He's a real pleasure to talk to. He's a really good dude. And much to his own chagrin he's been forced to part with some of his collection recently which has enabled the community as a whole to pick up some of these really amazing pieces and they are the real deal these cells are the real deal these are the ones they used to create the cartoon that we all know and love you can check him out online at the art of rgb he is frequently running claim sales he just recently did a raffle and he gave away a load of primo ghostbusters cells so if you've been looking to pick up something for the ghostbusters fan in your life who wants something a little bit extra who wants something a little bit special hit up my man at the art of rgb and he will almost certainly be able to hook you up with a superb ghostbusters animation cell or production artwork or line work he even has comic book pages from the real ghostbusters meets ghostbusters too. he's got so much stuff that if you've got a ghostbusters fan in your life and you want something just a little bit special for them hit my man up at the art of rgb and lastly on my list, a bit of shameless self-promotion. You know, I've got to shout out my own store. I can't be talking about UK-based creators and not shout out the Crank Cave. Got to tell you about my store. I've got some Christmas cards in right now. Christmas cards I did last year, which sold out like two or three times. I brought them back with three new designs. So we've got six in total. We've got the Kenna Firehouse with a little bit of snow on it. Also, the Kenna Firehouse design that people have seen of mine recently is available as a patch and sticker. You can pick that up now. But the Christmas card designs are the Kenna Firehouse. There's a Stay Puffed Snowman. The Ghostbusters wreath logo. My Ghostbusters Christmas pudding design. I've got Slimer rocking a Christmas hat. And my Ecto-1 carrying a Christmas tree. That sold out That sold out hard last year. That was a design that people really seem to dig. And that's very very cool that people would support that one but it's back this year and it's already sold out once so if you've been thinking about picking up some christmas cards especially that ecto-1 carrying a christmas tree card if you've been thinking of getting one of those i'd, I'd pick it up sooner rather than later because i can only re-up my stock so many times before christmas and to be honest i'm putting in an order today day of recording and that's going to be the last one i can get in before christmas so so check out my store too 15 percent of everything i sell goes to charity and as anyone who has shopped with me beforehand can tell you buy something from me i'm going to load you up with some freebies too so check me out online also to crankcave.etsy 
crankcave.com and I'm over on eBay, search The Crank Cave. But me aside, that's a list of awesome creatives. They're really good people as well. Real presence in the community, each and every one of them. They're not just here to sell you stuff. They're not just here to line their pockets. They're a part of this community. They're fans of Ghostbusters. They're fans of everyone else. They're equally supportive of other people as much as they are promoting their own stuff, which is a big thing for me. People who are willing to promote others, promote the quote-unquote competition so that everyone can grow. Like we do better when we all raise each other up. Everybody lifts when we all support each other. And that's what I wanted to do here today, to shout out a few people who are offering some really awesome Ghostbusters stuff to give you just that little bit of edge over your family and friends when gifting this year to the Ghostbusters fan in your life. So check them all out. And if you've got any money left over, head on over to the Crank Cave. That's my merch news and community news done for this month. Up next, I'm going to be talking to my dude, Headcase. I'm so stoked for you guys to hear this interview, which is coming up next. Happy holidays from Extraplasm Podcast. It's the only podcast on the internet that started at the same time as Print is Dead and will always celebrate its anniversary alongside its transatlantic ghost cousins. Uh, I'm Jim Maritato, a.k.a. Vink Maniac from the internet, and I've been thrilled to see Print is Dead get off the ground at the same time as I've worked to start Extraplasm and to see so much love and energy go into the show on a regular basis. So I uh, thank you to EctoCrank for putting another podcast into the world. Thank you to you all who are listening to EctoCrank's podcast if you've turned tuned into Extraplasm for listening to that uh, and for being awesome fans and an awesome community. I hope that next year in 2023, we can work to create an international ghost pod summit. So uh, Crank, if, you, if you're listening, uh, let's figure that out. <laughs> but beyond that, I want to say happy holidays to fellow busters worldwide. Merry Christmas if that's your bag. And if not, happy Hanukkah. And if that's not your bag, celebrate whatever it is that you love. And as Ernie Hudson would say, try to have fun and always keep on busting. Right now, I'm sitting here with Headcase at the Caddo County Ghostbusters out in Oklahoma, but they're better known online as Station 580. How's it going, sir? It's going great, man. It's really good to hear from you finally. Really, really good. Dude, it's so good to actually have a conversation with you because we follow each other's content online, so we know each other's voices, and I kind of feel like, I, I think I can speak for both of us, say we kind of know each other's personalities a bit as well, but we've never had a conversation beyond text, so this is good. Yeah, I, I've been letting there. I, I may have embellished even a little bit over here, let everyone know, like, no, no, I talk to them all the time. Yeah, you know, like, we're pen pals. We're best mates. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I may have embellished a little bit, but in my heart, that's exactly how I felt. Because <laughs> it was all I always get excited to hear from you. I tell you what, I saw I saw your Christmas parade video the other day. Oh yeah, and I and I, and I love that at the end of it, you used the really British phrase. How do I turn this bloody thing off? <laughs> I was like, this this is a this is a man after my own heart. This is an American using a British phrase, and I'm all here for this. We I love it. We we when you're in America and you start using British phrases. Um, people either think it's funny or they they're like really you're trying to sound like a British person and so you kind of get uh, teased or or laughed at but uh, it's 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 fun I actually like a lot of the phrases you y'all have like I like them a lot I just can't get away with saying over here too much without getting without getting teased dude 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 it's exactly the same over here now I feel I can carry off the like like say y'all I feel like I can carry that word off in in the sentence (laughs) I said to we I was out with the Essex Ghostbusters like last year sometime and we're doing an event and something was happening and I just went I'll be crazy and he went no no we're not American you can't say that you can't say y'all I was like no you can't say y'all but if you relax it enough and certainly with my accent I think I can get away with it so y'all is a southern thing more than any thing over here and i'm from oklahoma and we use y'all all the time so i give you just complete permission to use y'all like, it's just a good word to use it's just a, it just comes out naturally when i speak like it's yeah just a comfortable word to use but yeah like british people are like oh that's kind of cool or no no you yeah. don't, <laughs> don't you know where we are yeah yeah 
<laughs> no, you, I, you, yeah, I'll, I'll give you an Oklahoma pass on that one. Go ahead. You use y'all. Awesome, awesome. <laughs> you heard it, people. I can say it. Exactly. I can say it now. <laughs> how was how was that Christmas parade? Like of all the different events I have done, I've never done a parade. What was that like? Um, so this is our first parade, and uh, the getting started was probably the most difficult part because it started yeah. to get really cold. Um, it felt, I, I'm pretty sure we started like an hour later than, than we thought we were going to start. We had kids in the back of the truck. My daughter's too. She was getting fussy and cold and got to where she, I mean, she was just screaming. And so the first You're part of that. selling was, it to me, I'll be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, they, we were, <laughs> we started at low, we were told to be there at three and then didn't get started till like almost seven. And so now I'm not going to sit here and tell you that every parade's like that. Cause this is our first one. So maybe something, and we were like spot number 80. So whatever was going on way up at the front of the parade, we don't know what that was. So maybe something happened and we don't know, or maybe that is how it is typically. But once we got started and we got moving and, you know, we're, we're going down, uh, you know, through a town that we're in all the time, you know, it's, in, it's yeah. in a place called Lawton and we're always there doing, you know, our shopping and all that stuff. But to go through there in, in the Ecto truck, with the lights going and the siren blaring, you know, in our little Ecto go-kart, you know, and then people start to, you hear them, oh, the Ghostbusters, you know, and they get really excited and just really pumped. And, you know, they're all screaming, who are you going to call and, and that sort of thing. Um, suddenly the, the, the idea that I couldn't feel my toes didn't matter anymore. Isn't it awesome just how excited people get? Oh, yeah. Like, every time somebody sees you. I think for them, it's like, I've only ever seen this thing in the movies and now it's standing in front of me and they just can't contain their excitement. I, I love it. Yeah, yeah. It, it is more exciting to, to be around, like, everyday people. I feel like sometimes when you're around other, other Ghostbuster fans, I almost feel like, I'm being uh, graded yeah. to some degree, <laughs> you know, like, am I doing this right? It's because the magic is gone. That's why. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really is. I was at a convention recently and a guy was like, we've got an Ecto over here. It's like, have you, have you seen the Ecto? I was like, yeah, it's cool. Like, it's like the fifth Ecto I've seen. Yeah. And I'm not, I don't want to take anything away from your Ecto because it's a screen accurate car and it looks gorgeous, obviously. But when you've seen five Ecto ones, including one of the ones from the movie, it does unfortunately just become like, oh, it's just another car you then do start that sort of critique of, well, that looks a bit different right. to the last one I saw, or that's not quite right, or that's better than the last and one. We're so right? new. <laughs> we can't help we're, ourselves. We're so new, and yeah. like the Oklahoma City Ghostbusters, have, they've been great. They've been, they've been good to us, uh, encouraged us and all that. Um, so I, whenever I get around them, it's not so much now, but definitely in the beginning, I was like nervous, like, okay, these guys are the pros. These guys are the experts, you know. And, you know, they, I mean, they did. They've, they've, got, the, they've got the Cadillac. You know, uh, Raul over there has done a, a great job, and I, I love setting in that thing. So, yeah, I, I, I still feel like the, the new guy, but whenever it's the everyday people um, and they see that, yeah, that just the wonder on their face. We actually have had – we've got a kid who met us at a car show we did. It was a care-to-cure car show um, where they were, you know, uh, raising money for, for cancer. And uh, this kid, I think he was about six or seven, and he didn't know what Ghostbusters was. And whenever he came up to us, he was just like awestruck and was asking a million questions. I mean, this kid was at our booth like the whole the whole uh, convention, the whole car show, because his dad had a booth over there. So awesome. and at the end of it, he went home and him and his dad watched Ghostbusters one and two. And now he's having a Ghostbuster themed birthday party. No way. It's weird that 
we were his first Ghostbusters and not like Bill Murray, you know, like it was for us. Will, will you be attending that birthday party? Uh, so we got invited to the party. And but what happened was it was just before this parade. And we were all set up to to show up. And then last minute, the parade or well, maybe it was last minute or maybe it was a miscommunication. The parade started at three instead of the the, the four thirty mark like we thought, and so that killed our time. But so we're setting up something with his father to have something special just for him. So it'll be more than just uh you know just like a a, a meetup and we'll like say hi and bye. We're actually we're gonna figure something special out for him uh, to do with us uh, awesome. throughout the day. And to be to be fair, you probably got off got off lucky there as well because I've done one or two birthday parties and they are exactly as they're portrayed in Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> I was it's afraid exact, of that. <laughs> it's exactly like that. It's one of the most... Like, I've stood up on stage in front of people and done all kinds of things over the years, but going into a kid's birthday party was probably one of the most daunting things ever. Oh, oh, my Lord. Okay. Because well. they're, all, they're all just wild. Because <laughs> that's, that's what birthday parties are for, for kids to cut loose. But they all cut loose, and they all love Ghostbusters, and they're all hyped up, and it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's uh, daunting. I think I think we'll be able to handle it on some degree because a lot of us in our group are, are parents. I have a two year old who's who's out of her crazy mind, uh, but who loves Ghostbusters. And then Mara, who you met a second ago, uh, her little girls, you know, they're friends with mine, and you know, they're they're really really little, so it can get a little crazy. And you know, they're running around with proton packs and stuff. So we awesome. might have a little bit of an edge, an advantage. Def- on, on definitely over, party. yeah, definitely definitely <laughs> over me who doesn't have any kids. Yeah, even even Noel who was on here, you know, he's got oh god. Four, four kids, yeah. One of them dresses up as Gozer at some of our events. I think she's That's the oldest. Awesome. Yeah. So you're a big group, aren't you? I mean, you you you, you say you you feel like a, the new guys, and you are. I still think of you as kind of a newish group, but you're a you're a big group, aren't you? There's a lot of you. Yeah. Um. It started off with just me and my friend Matt. Um. So I have a friend of mine. His name's Robbie, Robert Holder, and. Uh, he was uh, he was my friend in high school, and he was actually my my martial arts uh, teacher through high school. Uh, he's uh, about two three years older than me, so he and I are both fans of like '80s stuff. And uh, he he actually got me a spirit pack, which to me was like the greatest thing ever because it was the closest thing to like a, a hero pack or anything I've ever had, besides having the old blue ones from like when I was a kid. And yeah, yeah. I just got you know, and then I. So from there, I was like, you know what? Maybe I could do a go- <laughs> maybe I could do a Ghostbusters group now. I've got this spirit pack, you know. I could do this. And uh, my friend Matt, he uh, he wanted to do a paranormal podcast. I was like, well, hold on, maybe we can mix the two up here a little bit. And um, so we we did. We came up with this group about the end of 2018. Got started in 2019. Had nothing but one spirit pack and a microphone. And I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I don't know how this is gonna work. So I was like, you know what? We're just gonna keep going. And um, so, so what I ended up doing was my wife. She jumped in. His wife jumped in. Uh, and then Robbie. You know, they were all on board to to do this. But nobody had a jumpsuit, anything like that. And so I had pictures of me in my pack doing different poses. <laughs> and I ended up photoshopping their heads onto my body and just like no making way. him taller and all that stuff so but to me it was just it was fun i was just trying to get some content out there and just have fun with it well i okc got a hold of us and they're like hey you want to do a, a fill the ecto one toy drive with us you know and then so i was like oh yeah awesome and then when we got there i think there's a little disappointment because i was the only one there with a jumpsuit and in a pack 
and it didn't real. I didn't dawn on me that they saw that picture and was like, oh, they've got a whole team up and ready to go. And I'm like, oh crap, <laughs> we're frauds. And uh, so yeah, but it it did. It just kept going. We ended up with with more packs and experience. Uh, and then Mara, she's actually from uh, another uh, Ghostbusters group, um, West Virginia, I believe. Um, and if I got that wrong, Mara, I apologize. Uh, but she came down to Oklahoma. She got stationed here with her husband, their military. And she got a hold of OKC. And they sent her to to us because she's in, in Lawton. So she's closer to us than them. And at first, I said, no. I was like, this is a closed group. But only because I didn't want to repeat what happened last time of her to get in here and think that we're this, this big organized group and we're not and i was like oh god you know she's i saw her pictures and they're transferring personnel over to you and you guys are like, hold on a second i just need, we need to get some boots first yeah <laughs> but she likes to remind me of that she was like yeah yeah we're doing pretty good but bet you're glad you're not a closed group no more and i'm like oh my god uh she, dude she's she's hilarious and uh so yeah but eventually i was like oh they're like well she's an event coordinator she can help you out a lot she's done this and i looked at her her facebook and sure enough yeah she's got you know she's experienced like okay 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 you know what you're right we need this so but uh yeah since she's got on um we really have she's she's really done a lot for this group as far as moving us just kind of pushing us to where we need to go there was just a lot of stuff where it's like okay you know what let's just do it just we'll just do it and just learn from our mistakes and so and we have and then noel he was in lawton and he was just popping up on facebook with his his acto truck and people were starting to get a hold of us like hey is he with y'all do you know this guy and i'm like i don't know who he is but he had no facebook he had nothing i'm like how are we gonna find this guy so i have a background in security and so my old boss he was showing up at car shows and so my old boss is doing security for these car shows is like hey if you could find this guy stop him give him my information and uh finally he got a hold of us and he didn't know we were a group he wanted to be part of a group and so we invited him to the team and since then people have just we've, we've had people that we know who've joined in and it's it's worked great uh like one of our guys jordan him and noel have made a really good team you know, because Jordan is really, really good at coding and setting up the circuit boards. And Noel likes to be hands-on. He likes to make the equipment. And so, uh, you know, and I've, I've got a media background, so I, I really try to push with the graphics and the videos and and things like that. And Mara's really good at organizing all of our events and, you know, helping me with the creative aspect of it. Uh, and Matt, can't be here all the time so matt's kind of been our tony stark he's been funding us you know from a distance yeah, yeah. until he can make it in and, and be part of it and then our wives have just been so so supportive of all of this so it's just when we've all we really have we've become like a family i mean i was just gonna say it's like you've built a family because i know lots of groups that there are certainly a lot of friendships within all the different ghostbusters franchises but there's something about 580 that just feels a little bit different as an observer it really feels you are, yeah, more family than friends getting together and and doing a doing a Ghostbusters group. You really feel like you're bonded on a on a, on a different level, and like the creativity that you guys put out is is amazing. Like you are legit one of my favorite, if not my favorite group in the entire community, just from a creativity standpoint alone. Oh man, that means I mean, a lot. Even just, even just hearing you talk, even like hearing you talking about 
Like I was the only one with a jumpsuit, so I just hopped on Photoshop and I gave everybody a jumpsuit. <laughs> like a lot of people wouldn't wouldn't think to do something like that. And and one of the one of the one of my favorite things that your group does is the like post convention videos. Like every group does conventions and events, and we all turn up and we post photos of our table setups and we you know selfies or any other people that we meet. But you guys seem to turn events into like mini movies. And rather than just, oh, we're at you know, Oklahoma Comic Con this weekend, it's like, we've been hired to take care of a ghost. And there's like a whole video, it's like a mini movie. And I was like, this is, this is amazing. I've never seen anything like this before. Obviously, we've had fan films and like fan shorts and stuff like that. But turning events into essentially like, let's say mini movies or like episodes of a series. It's just, I, just, the creati- I can't even get the words out. Like, I love the creativity of it. Like that sort of thing is really, really inspiring. And it's, it's, it's awesome. Thank you. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of, you know, my, a lot of the, the, the design of, of, and the direction I went with 580 and, and the creativity, you know, and wanting to do something creative and different, um, uh, there's, I attribute a lot of that to you. To me? Um, from, yes, yes. Um, there's just, the, the way you look, your look, even just a picture uh, to me is is what I always wanted to do as a Ghostbuster. Not necessarily your style. Like, you know, I, it's not like I was like, hey, I also wanted to wear sunglasses and, and the, you know, it was just the fact that you were, you were you. Just so much. And you added so much rock and roll to, to your, to your look. And I was like, okay, I, that's what I'd like to do. I'd like to just really have this group that is, you look at it and you're like, okay, I can tell that is a Ghostbuster 100%. But, to be remembered as yourself, to really stand out like that, that's that was something I really wanted to grab a hold of. It feels like Ghostbusters. Like when I first put the suit on, and I went like I went full screen accurate. I put I was like, my name is there, but this doesn't look like me. Yeah, like I don't I don't look like me. I look like I'm trying to look like one of the core four. I was like, this, this just doesn't doesn't work. Like if I'm going to be going out and about, I, I wear sunglasses all the time. I always have. I, it's just like so I'm gonna I'm gonna put some shades with it, and I like the head like the head the headphones became a became a sort of thing. Where it's like that's just because I listened to music on the way to an event, and so I just kept the headphones like around my neck. I just <laughs> yeah, didn't... but that's you. Those are things that make you you. Yeah, like you I, know? I just didn't think to take them off, and people were like, oh, that the headphones. That's kind of a kind of a cool thing. Is like yeah, legitimate aspects of of your of your personality. I mean, you know, your your the, your picture you you sent us your little animated picture that's hanging up with my Ghostbuster stuff. Oh, I mean, no that's way. that's just a part of my ghostbuster collection as anything else yeah it's hanging up right next to my my firehouse um shout out to tim latty for that (laughs) great job great i love that picture it's framed it's actually framed but it it just you know you look at the the other ghostbuster teams i mean that's one of the things that made the movie great was their individual personalities and i wanted that with my group to allow them to have their individual personalities because i think all of them are great and their personalities are what makes them so wonderful and funny and so we when we're doing our podcast you know that's out of character that's the real us and then when we're doing like the the series uh that you know we, we try to do as much as we can um that's whenever we t- kind of take a a quirky part of our personality and exaggerate it and make that into a, a character and, and have fun with it and um so but but that's what we wanted we wanted the the real side of it the paranormal uh podcast part and then the ghostbuster side to be like just characters and a lot of fun and and all that uh, but yeah no uh you and terminex the 
extermination company. I don't know if y'all have Terminex in, in the UK, but it's it's one here. It's like the Orkin Man or or whatever. Uh, really inspired my design. You it was whenever you had your black and white pictures that were black and white, but they with the green. Yeah, yeah. Dude, that stuck out so much. Like, dude, I just, I love that green. I love that green so much. And then I was looking at Terminex's trucks. Their trucks were like gray and black, and they had caution stripes on the back of their trucks, and they were green. And I was like, okay. So I, I kind of played with that design. And even when we do some of our graphics, I'm like, okay, let's let's really do this up as if we're an extermination business. And so, and now I'm actually 911 dispatch for uh, Caddo County. No way. And so I'm learning a lot of things about sending out emergency calls. And I'm going to implement that into to our storyline. You got around, didn't you? You got around security, media background. Response that you do, you do. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was honestly one of those kids who, whenever I got out of high school, had no idea what I wanted to do with my life. I had no clue. I was like, you know what? I guess I'm going to be working at Walmart for the rest of my life. Uh, which, by the way, if you work at Walmart, that don't be discouraged. It it, it can be depending on where you're at a a good career. Don't don't be discouraged on that. So let's 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 talk about your first memory of Ghostbusters. Every guest gets this question. I need to know what your first earliest memory of Ghostbusters is. You know, I, I've i been listening to your podcast, and I knew this question was coming, and then I th- I've thought about it. I thought about it really hard, and my first memory that I can point out um, is being in the theater for Ghostbusters 2 with my two cousins, Travis and Jared. That, that was my first team. We were, we were Ghostbusters <laughs> and Ninja Turtles, um, and that was my first first experience i remember leaving the theater and they were playing on our own in the lobby and all that uh that theater has since been since then been torn down which is sad um but that's my first memory and i thought back and i was like what i don't remember getting into ghostbusters yep same i don't remember sitting down the first time and going hey i like this show i don't remember that it's just always been there. Dude, dude, it is so refreshing to finally meet someone who has the exact same story as me. Yeah. Everyone's like, no, I remember the first time I sat down. It was Saturday morning at 10.03 a.m. And the real Ghostbusters episode, Knock Knock, came on. Or like, I remember walking to the cinema. It was cloudy. It was a Tuesday. And I'm like, I can't remember it. It's <laughs> yeah. just always been there. Uh, and exactly. people look at me like, people look at me like, what? You, how can you not remember this thing that monopolizes a massive amount of your life? So Your, your experience with Ghostbusters and this is from what I was hearing on your podcast, Ghostbusters, and even some of the things we talked about before, like Power Rangers and stuff like that. I feels, it it feels like I'm in a, it's like a parallel universe because I'm like, okay, no, me too, dude. Me too. Like your experience with extreme Ghostbusters and all that stuff. I mean, it hit the same way for me. You know, I was even to the point where I was like, you know, Ghostbusters, maybe it's dying out. And then extreme Ghostbusters comes back up and then just lights this fire right into me all over again. And uh, it's really been kind of cool just to hear your podcast and hear your side of the story. Because like, oh my God, me too. Somebody gets it, man. <laughs> Extreme Ghostbusters really, really amped up the individuality, I felt. Yes. Of, of the individual. Because I mean, they didn't have the uniforms and they just sort of, everyone bought their own individual style in every possible way. Whereas before they were sort of, I know in real Ghostbusters they had the colored suits, but you know, re- yeah. realistically it was still the same characters from the movie. I felt like Extreme was the first time we really got a, a really individual very very distinguishable characters and they were good too really that that res yeah they were really good characters really good stories and that's that's where i've said this before i think i don't think ghostbusters would have become such an important part of my life 
were it not for extreme yeah i think extreme was was what brought me back not not so much brought me back in because i was i was about 11 or so when extreme came out so i was still into ghostbusters but that was the thing was like this is cool this is going to carry me forward because i think had that not come along i probably would have been like oh yeah i love ghostbusters you know but no more than i love anything else yeah yeah i i think I, that would have been the exact same thing for me because i was i was really into it when i was little and I've got a whole history with it, but yeah, did it fizzled out? And Extreme Ghostbusters did it. It, 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 it felt like it, it. It made me feel more like I could be a Ghostbuster than than the other yes. ones. Yes, yeah, bang on. Just because of how you know, and I'm not no pun intended. Extreme the characters were, and uh, I like that. I mean, you know, even someone like Garrett. Yeah. You know, taking this 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 person who is you know in a wheelchair, and he is probably the the toughest of them all and can back it up yeah you know and so that was one of the the things i i objected to when it came to to 2016 ghostbusters was you know there was and i don't know if it's the movie that's to blame maybe it's just the media in general uh to say that this team is so diverse and i'm like hold on hold on hold on let's back up a second because extreme ghostbusters was diverse before before this came along it had a girl hispanic you know roland was black 2016 was no more diverse than 1984 yeah yeah the diversity level was it was exactly the same realistically yeah (laughs) it really was i mean yeah i mean same same format and everything and I could go on and on about that movie, uh, which I, when it comes to that movie, I make nobody happy. <laughs> no one happy. I, I put up a post once that I thought, and this, I thought, just my opinion, that the 2016 car kind of reminded me of the design of Extreme Ghostbusters. And I think it was just like that big tank on the side. That's all I said. That's it. it just a car reminded me of another car. Not good, not bad. And oh my, both of them ripped me apart. The extreme Ecto was more angular than the the traditional Ecto, and so was the 2016. So you're on to something. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. I thought so too. I did, but uh, apparently nobody was happy with me on that one. <laughs> to be honest, man. To be honest, I man, that's oh why, I, why I don't. I used to post when I first joined the community. I used to post about the 2016 movie because. I don't, I don't love it, but I don't hate it either. I don't understand why people have such Same. a visceral reaction to it. And it just, I just lost the energy to talk about it online because you just get so much anger from people. It's like, I just, I don't need that in my life. And whilst I enjoy this movie, I don't enjoy it enough to go to bat for it. Yeah. And I respect, I respect the people who love it and who, who defend it to their dying day. And like I said, I, I watched, I watched that movie. I watched it fairly recently. I've got no issue with it, but I just can't. I just haven't got that headspace to deal with. Happy birthday, Melissa McCarthy! Oh, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Like, okay, cool. Well, let's just leave. Let's just leave that. You know what I mean? Let's just leave that to one yeah, side. Yeah, yeah, it's exhausting. I know. I hear you on the Ecto. I definitely hear you on the Ecto <laughs> in regards to Extreme Ghostbusters. <laughs> well, you're the first. <laughs> I'm with you, man. Is that went south real quick? <laughs> I'm start. I'm starting to think you and I are were separated at birth because we seem to be landing on a lot of the same things. Oh yeah, yeah. I, whenever you started, to, it was whenever you you brought up your your love for space jam that i was like okay yeah that that kind of solidifies it because i feel like some of the things that i got into at a young age were kind of all over the place nothing was really nothing felt consistent so i'm looking at your you know your your store and the things you like and i'm like oh my god this is all the same stuff i was like really into for some reason as a as a kid but i i I got excited i was like man 
sucks that he is just so far away. Man, I'd be a 580 member in a heartbeat if I was that size. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. No, you'd have to be. Like I said, <laughs> we, we, uh, I, I got inspired by you. So if there, there's always a place for you at, at Station 580. Always. One one day I will. We said this before. One day I will get out there and I'll do an event with you guys. I've already got the black flight suit, so I'm ready to go. There you go. Uh, you've got one of your shirts that's got some some swords on it. Yes, that's our Essex Ghostbusters logo. That is a just. And when I say this, when I say this word, it means I really think it's badass. That is metal. Yeah. <laughs> that is so metal. I love that. That is so cool. It's like that. That's a good use of. Of a of a of a logo right there, putting those swords on there. That was it's, great. It's based on the on the county council logo. Really? That, yeah, yeah, yeah. The county council logo is a uh, is the three swords. I'm, I don't know the history. Embarrassingly, I don't know the the history of Essex County Council. But yeah, the swords is from the from the logo. And our resident artist Rich Cripps just combined that with the Ghostbusters logo to make one of the yeah one of the most badass. If I I can say that about my own group, one of the most badass logos out there. No, I your your group really is very very memorable, very cool looking. Because some of them, you know, you look and you know, and it's not their fault. It's nobody's fault. You know, just so you, it's one of those things where you sometimes you got it and sometimes you don't, and maybe it's just it takes time to get there. Um, but uh, yours, your group is one of the ones that's very memorable, sticks in my head. Um, but the, the Essex Ghostbuster story is is very runs parallel to to what you've been saying about wanting to do your own thing, and a, a lot of the members of Essex GB, the, you know, the founders, were a part of another group, and they just felt that it was a bit too. A bit too screen accurate, shall we say, yeah. for one of a for their freight. And they just wanted to do their own thing. And, you know, like we're all sort of like alternative guys, metal music fans, things like that. It's like we just they just wanted to put a bit more of themselves into the group because that's the beauty of, of Ghostbusters. It's not like Star Wars where you you know you dress like a specific character mm-hmm. or Marvel where you dress like a specific character. Like Ghostbusters, you can be you. You get to be exactly yourself. exactly as a Ghostbuster. And, and the Essex guys, say uh, Luke and Rich, they just went in and was like, well, what would we do if we were setting up a Ghostbusters franchise? You know, if we, this was a business and we got the franchise rights, well, we'd have black fly suits because we all dress in black all the time. Anyway. Yeah, and, spot on. Exactly, exactly. And I think it's difficult because I think there's an element for some, for a lot of people that, well, if I'm going to be a Ghostbuster, I want to look like they do in the movies. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of, that's why there's a lot of, people leaning on screen accuracy in this community i think because they just want to replicate and they want to emulate what they see on screen yeah and the other element the other aspect of it is is it takes this is going to sound really arrogant but it's saying it takes like a level of confidence to step out and just be like no i'm just going to be me like it takes that i think a lot of people would like to do more of themselves but maybe fear of you know backlash from certain people in the community they just sort of stick more to the stereotypical way yeah. of doing Ghostbusters. I mean, because I know I got it a lot in the early days when I started turning up with, you know, with headphones on, sunglasses, uh-huh. in, indoor events. I was told outright, you aren't doing Ghostbusters right. You're not a Ghostbusters fan. You don't understand what Ghostbusters is. And I was like, I do. I don't I think understand they understand. From, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like I, I was like, I get it. I just get it from my perspective. And my perspective is whatever you want to do is fine. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. It's a lot easier now. I'm not going to... I didn't. It certainly wasn't because of me. But it's a lot easier nowadays to join the Ghostbusters community and just do what you want to do than it was, certainly when I came in six, yeah. seven years ago. And it's awesome because then we get groups like yours. Yeah. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. I that's Because I agree with you 100%. I, I really do. I mean, you know, when I watched um the the, the Ghost Heads 
documentary. That was one of the things that stuck out to me the most that in my in my in my head I knew it, but I guess I never really put it to words and that's yeah, whenever you you're dressed up as a ghostbuster, that's your name on your on your flight suit. And so yeah, I what what would what would I do if I was a ghostbuster? How would I be? I'm I'm not Ray, I'm not Peter, I'm not Egon, you know, Winston, I'm you know. And um so yeah, I, I that's that's one thing that always stuck with me. What would I do? How would I be? And what helped a lot was since our group, so there's not always a lot of Ghostbusters news. You know, it's not like you feel like maybe if you're a Star Wars fan or maybe if you've got one of those channels where it's all just like geek culture, you've got news all the time because you're covering yeah, everything. Yeah. We are few and far between with news. Yeah, yeah, we are. And so, you know, and even when I'm on Instagram or Facebook, you know, once you've seen one piece of news, well, now everyone's got it. And then your Instagram for the longest time is just the same thing, you know, because, I mean, you know, everyone's putting it up. So I was like, okay, what can we do to, to supplement this gap? So we really took the actual paranormal and ran with it. And so we do, we've actually done ghost hunts. Oh, no we've way. Done, or I, I like to say paranormal investigation. Um, we've done paranormal investigation. We talk about uh, ghosts and demon possession and and things like that on our podcast and we talk about horror movies and we're like okay let's keep it paranormal and scary we'll even talk about true crime a little bit and um in in doing that i learned exactly what my team would probably do if they were ghostbusters because we've got people on on our team who and this is another thing that makes us great is i come from a christian background we've got uh jose who is an atheist and then we've got you know someone like kaylee who she's you know she doesn't really know where she falls spiritually so she you know she likes to to study crystals and astrology and stuff like that and so when we talk about a, a paranormal event you know everybody's got these different ideas of what could be happening and it's made the conversation so wonderful yeah I can imagine. Because somewhere in there, you're like, you know, everyone's talking about this different perspective, and it feels like somewhere in the middle, the truth is there. I mean, we've even brought up, like, fourth dimensional theory and stuff like that when it comes to the paranormal, and um, it's made for great conversation, and it's made for a good Ghostbusters team, and it's good been good for writing, you know, these characters, because I, I get to actually see these individuals shine. It just makes it makes life better as well. Just to be surrounded by lots of different people who have lots of different ba- different backgrounds, different opinions. Like it just I feel like it just makes for a more enjoyable life. Oh, I do, too. Because you just you're constantly learning. You, if you surround yourself with people who all think and feel the same way you do, you never learn anything. You never you never hear anything you I agree. haven't heard before. And right. you never hear anything you, you don't want to hear. I like to I like to surround myself and always have with often polarizing people you couldn't put in a room together with one another but you can find common ground i think with most people and it just it fascinates me to be around different people and hear different outlooks i mean it's awesome to talk to you because we're we're so similar that that's really cool as well but at the same time it's good to speak to people it's like so you're a believer like but i'm very much like me personally i'm very much not a believer in ghosts like i'll believe it when i see it right yeah and that and that, you know what i mean and that and that's it and a lot of ghostbusters fans take can take issue with so you like Ghostbusters, but you don't believe in ghosts. How, how is that? How is that possible? And then there are others who are like, well, no, of course, well, no, of course, I don't believe in ghosts. I've never seen one. So, in, in your defense, what, what did Egon say in in uh, Ghostbusters two? Try to look for the simplest explanation first yeah. before you just jump to anything paranormal. So, no, nah, yeah, I'd love it. I'd love it to be true. I'd love to have a, an encounter sure. or a story. I'd, I'd absolutely, I'm, I'm fully open to it. It's just, it's yet to happen to me. Well, I mean, even even with me, I'm not. I'm I'm skeptic, pretty quick. You know, I I am re- skeptic really quick. I, I'm not 
I actually don't jump to it's a paranormal event right away. In fact, it takes me a little bit to get there. We've only got one that, and it was recent, that I'm like, oh, okay, that was really... I don't know how to explain that one. We actually got to do a uh, an investigation at, at a museum here in Apache. Um, and we got there and we had our, you know, EMF detectors, which, by the way, I think we use the EMF detector, but I think the EMF detector is a bunch of crap. <laughs> um, uh, especially if you look at the, the history of why people thought the EMF detector worked. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. even make sense. But uh, it really, I think it's more for visual than anything. But we have like the the spirit box, which is just this radio that fluctuates through channels, and the idea is that perhaps the spirits will commun communicate like Bumblebee from Transformers. Yeah. <laughs> so you ask it questions, and it'll find the right station, so we can say no, yes, blah blah blah. In that in that in, uh, investigation, uh, to me the best part was being in that museum because it's it's old, and then upstairs is an old like I guess apartment or something, but it used to be a bank. And, you know, so it was just, and it was old and dusty and gross and, and, uh, it was that, that alone was, was great. But, um, so the spirit box has never worked. We've never got it to do anything, but that, that night it actually, we were, Matt was asking questions to a spirit that may or may not be there. And we were, we're getting these little, yes, no on the radio. I was like, Hey, cool. That's, that's doing something, man. It's never done that before. And then about the 18th time, I'm like, this thing is still going. And then uh, my wife says, she goes, it sounds like there is a man trying to keep a woman and a little girl from talking. And I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of, I, I can see that. I see which exactly what you're talking about. And then that's all we got. And then we went downstairs and um, I straight up was just like, hey, let's cut the crap. Are you a demon? And we've got this on tape. We haven't put it up yet because we, we want to go back through there and get the whole thing on there. But whenever I asked if it was a demon, the, the radio, like, stopped and went, <laughs> Why? That's cool. Scared me to death. Well, there's um my neighbor. He came over uh, to help us fix something, and he started talking about that museum. He goes, yeah, it was, it was weird. There's a, there's a man who uh, they hung him over uh, over there. He was accused of killing some woman and a little girl. And he didn't know that we had been to that museum. He didn't know that we were there. We go oh, like, okay. oh my god! And so we told him our story, and he it, he got goosebumps like for real. And we did too because we were like we we just told him, hey, yeah, we did a, a a ghost hunt there. That was it. That's all we said. And then he brought that up, and so now we want to go back and see if we can't you know poke the bear a little bit more. Um, but even then, you know, I'm still I still try to be like, hey. Maybe there's a good coincidence, good, you know, rational explanation yeah, for yeah. it. You know, um, you know, even as somebody with a Christian background who who believes even in a in a in higher power, you know, even though I, I have that still paranormal things, you know, I try to think rationally and and all that stuff. So, but that was the one that I was like, okay, I don't I don't know what to do with that. Yeah, <laughs> that was a it was a little weird. So I've never I've never done a ghost hunt. It's one I've been invited in the past, but it's not something that I've ever been on. I should I should definitely go and go and check one out. If nothing else, that just for the experience of seeing people who genuinely believe and who who do this on a regular basis, just to see how they how they conduct themselves and how it goes. Because it, it, and it, even it, just like, the scenery, it piques my interest absolutely. And for a long time, I was I tell you what I tell you what happened. I was very open minded about it for a very very long time. And then mm -hmm. Professor Brian Cox used the the hadron collider, large hadron collider, and he's like, mm -hmm. well, "If ghosts exist, then they have to exist on in some way, shape, or form." He's like, "And we, 
I'm not, I don't know, I don't know the wording he used, but he's essentially like, we used the Hadron Collider, we scanned and we didn't find anything. And he's like, so ghosts don't exist. And I was like, well, you're a lot smarter than I am. So right. I'm just yeah. going to, until I can, until somebody provides me with something other than that, I'm like, okay, they, they don't exist. Yeah. But it, and even now when I say that, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if I would come down 100% that ghosts don't exist. But if I was 50-50 before hearing that, I was then like 85-15 and still am sort of in favor of, well, yeah, like I can get, that is something I can understand. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a smart man mm-hmm. in the slightest, but I can get behind, like if they exist, they have to exist. We have to, surely we have to be able to, we have to be able to measure them in some way, shape or form. And if we can't, I find it, I find it difficult to believe that, that they do exist. The, the best Matt and I, but I'd love it if they did. The best Matt and I have come up with, and we're not, Matt and I, just for the record, we're hacks. We, we're not scientists. We're just country boys. And um, so just, uh, you know, just let everyone know. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. Um, <laughs> <laughs> not, not at all. So somebody has to realize, kind of, he's stupid. And you're, you're right. Um, but the best we, we figured, because we just, we like to do thought experiments. And um, uh, so there's, there's the fourth dimension. And then, of course, we live in the third dimension. The best we got is two theories. One, if you do believe, believe in some kind of spirituality, heaven hell whatever however you perceive it then perhaps that realm would be maybe in the fourth dimension the fifth dimension something something beyond our reach but not beyond its reach so if we are seeing ghosts and if we're seeing you know or something it could possibly be and again this is if you have any kind of you know outlook on faith or whatever it may be a demon who can be in those dimensions but in our third dimension we only perceive it as something third dimensional and then maybe a ghost could be like the the ghost of a ghost, you know, like when you die, perhaps your soul goes to heaven, hell, or whatever. Your body's left behind to rot, and then whatever. So you have your spirit, and then so like the ghost may be just electrical energy left from your body, and it's out there doing whatever electrical energy does. I, tell, I find it. Um, I find it hard. So, this thing with ghost hunts, the, the the thing I find the hardest to comprehend is why a ghost would stay in one particular building because buildings are just we just we built those they're just man-made constructs they're not there's not anything there's yeah. not anything more to a building and oh this is a question i've asked too i see where you're going with this there, there would surely be thousands of ghosts in every room yeah yeah so therefore if you walked in with a piece of equipment surely you would pick something up in every building yeah that's older than you know older than 20 years or whatever yeah you know what I mean? And that's the thing. It's like, the buildings, the room I'm sitting in right now must be full of ghosts. <laughs> like, yeah. Why is no one speaking to me? <laughs> that's exactly how I feel about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That That's that's where I, to, to, to me, uh, for, from my, like, again, if you have a spiritual perspective, to me, that's what I'm like, okay, it, really, if it, if it is something, you better hope it's not a demon. Because that would be the only explanation as to why it would come in in just this one form there's not multiple demons and it's probably because if you're seeing the ghost of grandma it may not be grandma it may be just be there to to mess with you you know and again if if that's if that's a real thing you know that would be something so how does consider. how does all of that marry up with your with your faith are you, are you still a practicing christian now mm-hmm. yeah yeah i am um the only reason i i put it in in terms uh like you know if that is something you believe type deal is because um, I think when it comes to anybody's faith or spirituality, it, it can be a sensitive topic. And so yeah. while, yes, uh, my Christian faith is something that I absolutely firmly believe in, um, you know, the, the Jesus Christ divinity, um, 
it's 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 not something especially in this this community that i i want to um just i, I want people to know that yes it's what i believe but i don't want anybody else's thoughts or you know theories in this to be you know feel invalid because i don't think that they are i think all of yeah. those questions need to be asked i think it's important to be asked like when jose like he's he's an atheist in our group and when he asks me challenging questions i think that it's important i, I think that it's very important it, it's good to see all these different perspectives of it you know and, and at the end of the day i may still believe what i believe and maybe i you know maybe think that to me maybe someone is is wrong or something but it doesn't mean that i think that they're stupid or or anything yeah. they're asking very good questions that he especially if, if you're a person of, of, of faith that you know you need to be challenged you don't want i don't want to just go in blindly i mean there is a certain level of faith that where yeah i am kind of go i am going by faith but there are some things that on the the structure of the religion needs to be questioned you know so i i love when they ask these questions i love the challenge i i love the the different perspectives just from a human being of you know trying to understand you know what all this is um so but when it comes to to me doing this in 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 my faith um it's it's not a challenge uh, well it's a challenge in the sense that i get to if i ask that question how does it line up for me and my faith you know and uh is there to me yeah. is there a does that throw a monkey wrench in, into everything does it and i'm like no no not necessarily uh i've never felt that way um so and that I mean that could be a podcast all in itself, but <laughs> you're clearly very open-minded and very progressive. Certainly, I mean, I've not met I've not met hundreds of Christians, but certainly of the Christians I have met and spoken to, you are very much on the progressive side of it. It's very very refreshing and fascinating to hear. You and I could have a, I could have a very very good conversation with you about this topic, <laughs> and, may, and maybe you and I should at another time. So it'd be fascinating to sit down. And oh have, yeah, have oh yeah, dude. Yeah, I I have. N- I am I'm looking forward to you and I having several other conversations. I really am. Uh, but you know, if you if you think about even the paranormal, it's just, it's just this world in general. You know, I mean, you you, you have to per- perhaps morally be uh, cautious on what you open your mind to, you know, and your heart to. But on some level, you you do have to be very open because this is it's everything is just so much bigger than us. I mean, it really is. God, God or no God. This is all just so much bigger than us, and there's so much we don't know. There's so much we don't know. There's so much we knew yesterday that we don't know today, and there's so many things we don't know today that we will know tomorrow. Correct. I oh, like yeah. that. An open, an open but cautious mind. Yeah. That's good. I like yeah. that. No, the, the, the things that I believe, you know, my faith and all that, these are things that, yes, it is faith. I, I, am, I am choosing choosing to, to look at this and go, okay, that, that makes some sense to me. I'm going to put some faith into that and and choose to to believe but um if i am going to do that and i'm reading this book you know then there that book itself tells me there's a certain amount of love and compassion and understanding you know so if i meet somebody who let's say they they don't agree with me and and let's say that in my mind i'm like okay maybe i i believe maybe they're they're quote unquote lost (laughs) however you want to say it yeah. Well, then, if someone's lost in something, what are you going to do? Sit there and just berate them and, and come down on them and just be mean to them? And, and like, no, that's just, that's awful. You know, they, they that's, that's, that's terrible. I mean, they're they're just as part of this world as we are, you know? They, you know, they, they're, yeah. they're, they're looking for answers and, and truth 
just like we are. So, uh, yeah, I, I try to keep that in mind because you look at people, they really are, they really are wonderful. Even though we've got a lot of bad people and especially nowadays, it feels like the world's just falling apart. People really are just really wonderful, even at a cellular level. You know, I feel like, I feel like that's the, the common trend for people is that, oh, yeah, the world's a lot worse than it used to be. And I don't know that it is. I just think the world is a lot smaller than it used to be. We can reach out to people like you and I are. Like you and I just being able to sit here and chat and build up a friendship over the last couple of years. We've never met each other. Obviously, it's a, how how much smaller is the world? Because you go back 25 years to when we were both you know, watching Extreme Ghostbusters and there's no way we could have ever talked to one another or known that each other existed. Oh, I feel yeah. Like, I feel like maybe I there's certainly a lot of challenges in today's world and there's certainly a lot going on that's, that's not great. But I don't know that the, the world is necessarily worse. I think we're just so much more aware of what's going on in other places besides outside our own doorstep yeah yeah and it's 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 a lot to it's a lot to consider it's a lot to take in it's a lot to for for people to to wrap their heads around you know and it's and that's that's true with things on this earth or whether or not things are outside this earth uh but ghostbusters has been a good a really good outlet for that and it ghostbusters has turned into something more for me than I than I ever thought. Um, even with this group, they they really have been a family. Um, my wife and I struggled here uh, these past couple of weeks, and they were there for us. I mean, they were there for us just like family would be. So that's you know, and then through through this, I've I've met you and other people, and it's it really has been been wonderful. So the the world may be getting smaller, but I, I feel like I'm grabbing hold of something in it that I, I value very very much i think i think that's the awesome thing especially with things like fan communities that the world at large is getting smaller but i think our individual worlds get bigger oh yeah because you can interact with so many more people and i've made so many good friends of people i may never meet in person but who i speak to on a regular basis who i've shared things with who have helped me through difficult times that 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 alone i think is the best thing to come from joining the ghostbusters community for me is being able to meet people like yourself and, and interact with people I never would have gotten to, but people I need in my life, but I wouldn't have been able to get to without Ghostbusters. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Even even I've needed a break from Ghostbusters for a bit, but even though I took that break, I still had those friendships. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because yeah, cause once, once you meet because of Ghostbusters, but then once you form a friendship, it's just like a regular friendship. Yeah. Uh, so so let me be one of those people who, for, for you, it is okay if you don't want to wear the proton pack around you. <laughs> I got you, buddy. <laughs> that is completely okay. You have to shout Ghostbusters every five minutes, I think. No, 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 no. Throw your, put your Toon Squad jersey on, man. <laughs> but that, but that's, the, that's the good thing, though, isn't it? You meet people because of a shared love of Ghostbusters. And there are people in this community who I'm now friends with, and we almost never talk about Ghostbusters. Yeah, oh, well, I mean, some of the people on our like on our team, they weren't fans. Like, really, the, the biggest fans we've got in our group, like fans that would be like me and you, is the the two you met today. That's that's why I had originally had picked those specific two, uh, Mara and, and Noel. I mean, we're, we're the ones who buy the merchandise and stuff like that. You know, where where are the fans? Uh, my wife, her, her and her best friend Kaylee, Kaylee's part of this now. And I always laugh and be like, I bet you never thought in a million years you'd be a Ghostbuster. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't even see the movie till I met you. So, you know, they're not like 
super fans, but they're a part of this community now. And they, so when they see these things, it is, it's kind of fun because it's brand new to them. It's just so much fun. And like, especially getting out and doing like events and conventions and parades, it's just fun. Like you can have a, just a passing interest in Ghostbusters, but putting on a flight suit and, and getting out there and doing some good and meeting people, putting smiles on people's face, it's just, it just feels really, really good. Yeah. So I can, it really it's, it's, it's infectious. And we the same with our group. And we've got people who are, they like Ghostbusters, they've watched Ghostbusters and they enjoyed it, but they're not super fans. But I also think that's good because that brings a certain level-headedness to the group as well. Yes, You need the people who are super passionate to start a group like this and maintain it. But you also need those people who are slight outliers to be like, well, maybe we just rein this in a little bit. <laughs> you all, I couldn't have put that any better. That is exactly, I've, I've said that in this group a, a lot, that that, uh, that aspect to it has been a wonderful thing that helps keep this whole thing um, more grounded and, and relatable to, to because it's grounded. And we, we've, we've caught the eye of people who aren't necessarily fans. I mean, they're just people who like Ghostbusters. And, and that, I never wanted that for a group. I never wanted it just to, like, for one thing, <laughs> I almost kind of have this rule when whenever we do uh, a bit or a show or something, and that is, hey, I don't, I don't want, I don't want any Twinkie jokes. Okay. I, I don't, I don't. I mean, it, they're fun every now and then, but it's like everything. It was like one bit in the movie, and now suddenly this whole franchise revolves around Twinkies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. I've not, I've not ever really thought about it, but you are right. <laughs> and I'm like, it was just, it was just one bit, and now. It, there's Twinkies everywhere. There's always, but you know, it's just, I was like, okay, I don't, I don't want to overdo the Twinkie joke. To the, yeah, I, now I think about it. And to the point that I felt more like a Ghostbusters outsider, like getting, going vegan and being like, oh, I can't eat Twinkies anymore. And people are like, what? You're a Ghostbuster and you don't eat Twinkies? Like, yeah, no, no I don't eat them. Anymore. I'm not a vegan and I, ain't eat, I don't eat Twinkies either. <laughs> and I've not, I'd not even considered, yeah, how much it had taken over. Yeah. When it was just a, it was know, in there for like a second, you know? It, uh, it's it's not a no a no Twinkie rule in the group. That's good. I like yeah, that. yeah. I mean, we we you know I don't know. It, it it depends on on the the atmosphere. It depends on the people. It depends on the the people who interact with us. Um, you know, if we've got you know we have people come up and they make a Twinkie reference or something, I'm not gonna like turn my lip at them or you know. <laughs> if, a, if a kid if a kid comes over and offers me a Twinkie, I'm not gonna shout. Yeah, at like oh god, no, <laughs> we don't do that here, kid. Come on. Yeah, man. yeah, no, but just for the sake of the originality of, of our <laughs> our world and our story, um, you know, we we try to let the movie have that. You know, so there there are certain things in the movie that I'm like, okay, what is just unique to to their story to their journey your group has really carried the essence of ghostbusters without retreading it because that's one of the one of the things i really like about i really like about 580 is you've got your you're very obviously ghostbusters and there's you can feel the ghostbusters energy but it's still very original and i, I, I love that and i love it when groups do that and they just like here's this thing we like now let's turn it upside down and just cover it in stuff that we like. And you arrive at a group like yours and it's they're, they're just so much, because it's so much fun because you don't know, to a degree, when you guys post stuff, I don't know what I'm getting. Like I know it'll be Ghostbusters related, so I know I'm going to like it, but I don't I don't know anything else. So it feels like original content and it feels like something to get to get excited about. And I, just, I love it when you guys do events. Like I said at the, the top of this interview, I love the event videos that you do. Those are a highlight on my. Those Instagram are fun. Feed. Those are done on the fly. Those aren't rehearsed. Those aren't really. Those aren't prepared for. Uh, the one we did at the car show, uh, that where the the ghost burst out of the 
the the truck. So yeah, they were like, "Hey, should we do a skit?" And I was like, "Uh, I mean, I guess." So yeah, the all of the beats and everything were written down on a old piece of cardboard that we just had lying around. The guy who owns the the truck was there at the car show and we we're like, "You know what? Let's make it revolve around that." I mean, the door is already open automatically. That sort of thing. It's a thing you can look up. We can give him some, you know, some some props and be like, hey, go check out the, the, the ghost truck or the ghost car and go check him out. And so I walked around uh, that building and just kind of looked at things and thought about it. And I just started to, to, to write down beats. Uh, and so, yeah, it was all shot with a cell phone. I mean, we have other equipment. We have lights and cameras and stuff that we use. That's why if you look at some of our videos, some of them look a little more better than others, but some don't. But I kind of, I kind of um, like even that kind of like that almost, almost lo-fi from you know effect from recording on the phone because it it plays into the you know you said you're trying to conduct the group like exterminators and trying to bring that sort of real essence to it. Really, you like that? And if you and if and yeah, yeah, and if you because if you are. Like talking with Rich Cripps, the founder of Essex Ghostbusters, and he's always like, I always look at everything in the group. It's like, well, how would you do this if you were actually, if we were actually in business? And that like, comes back to the sort of the screen accurate side of things. And like, if you actually worked for a, a paranormal exterminator, it's called Ghostbusters. They wouldn't be as you got ready for a bus, like, oh, your leg hose is two inches too short. <laughs> you know, like you just, you, you, you know what I mean? Like you'd we'd work with you'd work with what you have, yeah. and you'd work with what is practical. And if you had a group, I mean, maybe if you were franchising, you were documenting busts and things like that. Maybe you would bring a dedicated cameraman, but I don't think you would, just because of the health and safety of having a guy who's only got a camera and no equipment. I think it is far more likely that you would film these things on a phone because everyone's going to have a phone with them. That's that's good so feedback. For, for, you know, you know. For, you know what I mean? For like reviewing yeah. the game tape or for training or whatever, it would just be filmed. Everything would be filmed on the on the fly and it would have that kind of, I don't know if lo-fi is the right expression to use because that's strictly audio, but that, you know you know people know what I mean when it's yeah, like lo-fi. Yeah. It's kind of lo-fi energy of just like grab and go filming because if it's too polished, it'll lose the authenticity that I think yeah. you're going for and I like, I like those more rough around the edges. But I mean, the idea that you didn't pre-rehearse that, it wasn't pre-planned because that, you know, the automatic doors on the car, it's like, that's cool. They found a car... How did they make the doors open? Like, wow, this must have been well planned. You're like, oh, we just we just turned up and did it. <laughs> that's that amazing. Yeah. Again, we, again, we got lucky that car was there. But again, that speaks to the creativity of of your group and why I why I resonate with this group so much. It's just that creativity is you just don't see enough of that. And this is a really really creative community, and there are so many people doing so many amazing things. But oh, yeah. honestly, at the risk of blowing smoke, you guys are on an, on an, another level. And I genuinely look forward to to your new content and things that you post. Oh man, thank you. That, that's what, good feedback. What's, what's next? You seem to do a lot of things just when when inspiration strikes. But do you have long term plans for this group and things like goals you want to achieve and places you want to go? Uh, yeah, yeah, we 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 do actually. Um, so I think right now I think we're we're in and off this year with with toy drives, um, and that'll be the some of the last things we do for this year. Um, summertime we kind of you we're going to use that time to plan out the events for fall and winter uh, just because it gets really hot here really hot like i'm talking well over 100 degrees here and to be in those flight suits can be yep. make you sick i mean so our team actually has uh these kind of black work shirts made that 
are made to look up like you know the jumpsuit we've got our name tags on them and our our patches on them and i'm like okay to me that that's that counts as a uniform too you don't have to wear the jumpsuit we discussed that in the essex ghostbusters as well because i think the black flight suit does bring in the heat a lot more than the, the the classic tan and we've often discussed like if this were a real business, we'd have a summer uniform. Oh yeah, you know, I mean, there would be there would be cutoffs and a short sleeve summer version of this costume. Right, and that's what we went with. <laughs> but there are there are plot elements that we are discussing, so that whenever we do an on the fly video at an event, we can put that in there. You're building a cannon for your group. yeah, yeah, and then we're also trying to think of things like okay. Because Ghostbusters Afterlife really, really hit us because it was in Oklahoma. Yeah. And where I live, I mean, that little town, I mean, yeah, <laughs> we've got towns looks just like that. I mean, I, the if you look at the map uh, that they have, somebody actually pinpointed that Somerville was in a place called uh, Woodward, according to the map. And I'm like two hours away from Woodward. So we got to thinking, okay, how... How do we make it to where, you know, if this little Spangler family shows up in to in Oklahoma and then the Ghostbusters franchise is down, you know, how can we make it make sense that we're a franchise in Oklahoma? Do we want to make it make sense? Are we a parallel universe? Do we need to wait till the next movie comes out and see how this plays out? What do we do? Uh, so we're always thinking about about stuff like that, and uh, I also try to think of the things that the Ghostbusters did. Like, you know, did they do this? A lot of stuff they did in the movie. It felt like it was just because that's what they had. That's what they had lying around. That's yeah, what was yeah. the practical thing, you know. And so one of the ideas we're toying with is, I've, we've got a lot of windmills out here. Matt works on windmills. We toyed with the idea of what if our containment unit was in a windmill, a wind-powered and eco-friendly containment unit. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, I've, right over here by my house, I'm, I live, my my property where I live and everything, it looks like the dirt farm. I mean, I'm out here in the country. So where Egon was, was living in, in, in afterlife, yeah, I've got dirt roads over here. I mean, I'm, I'm out in the country. And so, yeah, right out in this field, right across my house, I can count probably within my vision 25 windmills so we thought maybe that was going to be my next question was like how much based on where you guys are situated how much did afterlife resonate with you and surely must must resonate on a level that most people then can't understand because that's in your it's in your home it was it was special it really was um where i work at the courthouse um i took some pictures because it looks when i step outside it looks a lot like somerville i mean even the 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 Stay Puft Marshmallow Man ad that they had that was just kind of fading and uh, fading and falling off on the brick wall. I mean, there's still ads there that say some something something drugstore and it's fading just like that. The little brick buildings, the the movie theater, you know, the little diners. I mean, I you come around the corner and it's it's a little it's bigger than small uh, than Somerville, but um, it it's got that look, and so it really does. It feels different now. It feels special. Um, and I'm really, really grateful and, and, and that, uh, Canada, cause you have the, um, the, um, Calgary Ghostbusters. It, yeah. it was cool that they got to play the part of Oklahoma because I really like those guys. And so that was, that was, that felt special too. I felt connected to a, a whole nother group. You know, it was shot in Canada, but set in Oklahoma. And I kind of feel like we're, we're cousins now. <laughs> 
That's cool. That's cool that even though it was in Canada, it, it still felt like home when you watched it. Because I've got no no frame of reference, obviously being in the UK. Where it's like I know this is in Canada. I know they're trying to make it look like America, but I've never been to a town like that, so I've got no real frame of reference as to how accurate it is. Yeah, it 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 really was. It really was. Oh oh, <laughs> hi, that's my child. <laughs> um no it, it really was it was it was very accurate so yeah if, if you ever came down here they're definitely and there's several places like that it's not just like one place there's several places that look like that and it man it, it really it, it it got me it really did it felt special to see that oklahoma flag in the background even just faintly was was great and it added a whole lot to um what we were doing and it, it was it was really kind of it was almost creepy in a good way because when we started this there was only talks of afterlife and so when we got going, all of a sudden we started getting more information about Ghostbusters Afterlife. It was like, it felt like it was meant to be. It felt like we were on a right path starting Station 580 because we were like, dude, it's set in Oklahoma. You know, it's sign. Man, it's awesome. It's just it's so cool to hear just to take from somebody who has a, that perspective on it because I've not spoken to anybody with, uh, with this kind of perspective on it. That's, that's really cool to hear. Dude, it's been so much fun talking to you. Like hearing your stories, it's just been amazing. And I knew when we spoke online, we spoke on Instagram, like I knew that there was a connection between us and there was clearly a lot in common. And I've been looking forward to having you on the show because I knew it would just be so much fun to just sit here and talk to you about Ghostbusters. And and, and as I knew it would, we very quickly, as I said, when you when you make a friendship with someone in the Ghostbusters community, you very quickly veer away from Ghostbusters. Yeah. We are, yeah. We've been all over the show with this one. Yeah. yeah. It's been it's been so much fun, like we we, yeah, we have to. Just I agree. Talk, just I, this is about how because... I th- thought it would go, because I was like, guys, I feel the same way. I was like, once I get talking to him, we will we'll be all over the place because I'm I'm having a blast just communicating with you, man. This is this is so great. I've been looking forward to this for for quite a while. It's it's been awesome. I, yeah, I can't wait. We we'll do this again. We'll get you on the show again. But you and I definitely we we got to talk. Just we just got to chat just for the just for the fun of chatting. So going back to Station Five Eight O, where can people find you online? Oh, you can find us at Station Five Eight O dot com, uh, and then from there that'll link you up to all of our other platforms. We're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and we are on YouTube. Uh, and then you can find our podcast on, uh, I believe, any any podcast platform. Everything we do is family friendly, but the podcast gets a little bit more uh, adult, just because sometimes if you're going to talk about demon possession stuff like that, it's kind of hard to pull the reins back on that. So, <laughs> it, we're, I mean, we're not like deliberately trying to be filthy or anything. It's just some of the stuff gets really intense, you know, for probably someone who's who's a little kid. So the podcast we suggest more more adult. Cool. And as a group, do you support any specific charities or causes? Anyone you want to give a shout out to? Um, yeah, I'd like to give a shout shout out to the uh, Five Eight O Helping Hands here in Apache. Um, they're they're a group that uh, started just a little a little group of people, and they've they do such wonderful work for people and trying to uh, um, you know just make sure people have something to eat or to wear, or the kids have something to play with. Um, and uh, that one's been a been real. Real special to me lately. Awesome. Man, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. It's been so much fun to talk oh, to you. Oh, thanks for having me, man. I'm disappointed I now have to go and speak to my wife instead of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think even my kid was like starting to feel neglected. <laughs> <laughs> Our families are just like tapping at the window and like, when are you going to pay attention to us? Yeah, yeah, looking sad. Oh, dude, here's, here's to doing it again soon, man. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, man. Cheers. I want to give a shout out to Nerd Enthusiasts. They're on YouTube. They do a lot of Ghostbuster stuff. So keep up the good work on the podcast, Ecto, and uh, thanks a lot.
That was such a fun interview. So much love to my man Headcase and the station 580. Such a good group, such a good dude. So much fun to talk to you. It's so much fun to talk to each and every one of you. I'm only four episodes in. I'm having so much fun just sitting down and talking to fellow Ghostbusters fans, fellow Ghostbusters creators. It's just awesome to sit down and get some real one-on-one time with people in this community who quite frequently I maybe only speak to occasionally online. To sit down and have a real conversation with you. It just confirms what I already thought to be true about so many of you. You're just all awesome people. This is my last show of 2022. Much love to everyone who has supported the podcast this year. We're only four episodes in. We're fairly new. We're only four months into this show, but hope you're going to come back and join me next year. There won't be an episode on January 1st. I am away for a good portion of the Christmas period this year, so I'm just not going to get an opportunity to record one in the second half or opening few days of, of January. So I'm going to come back on February 1st with episode 5. But if this is your first time tuning in, that gives you a couple months to check out the last three episodes Featuring my dude Rich Crypto episode 1, Oz of Ecto-1GB in episode 2, my dude James Ducker and Ministers of Grace in episode 3, and of course Headcase, Station 580 for this month's episode. Much love to each and every one of you. Hope you have a good Christmas and Happy New Year. And same to you, the listeners, to everyone in this community, whether you're down with Christmas or not. I hope you have a good holiday season. I hope you get to spend time with your friends and family, the people you love. That's going to be me done. I'm going to be back in February with episode 5. But until then, I have been Ecto Crank. This has been Brent is Dead. And I will see you on the other side. Well, that wasn't such a chore, now, was it? <laughs> <laughs>